Don't forget to subscribe so you get that notification bell. And don't forget to smash that like button. (laughs) (laughs) This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, and Darren. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome to another show. Today we welcome back the man, the myth, the legend, also known as Long Beach Joe. Oh, well, hello. Uh, I don't know if that's my name, but I'll take it. Uh, well, I, for one, am very happy that the Kings won tonight because this show was going to happen tonight, no matter what. And it was not going to be pretty had we lost three games in a row. However, the Kings found a way back. Back into the win column with a 4-3 overtime victory against the Blue Jackets tonight. Rob, what are your thoughts on the Kings' win tonight? Tonight's win was pretty damn awesome. Uh, just when when things looked bad, you know, you three goals in less than a minute, and you think, oh, my God, is this going to be the start of the the undoing? I mean, you could really see how that can turn the whole season around. You know, if if we lose there and, and – and fall on our face again it's just things snowball but to come back Arvison pulls it out of his ass and and I hate I'm going to bring a little something up I don't think if Peterson's in the goal I don't think we win that game just throwing that out there early because I'm sure we'll talk about our goaltending situation a little later but god it was how important are those two points the way the standings are with Vegas right on our heels and Edmonton crawling up our ass. And it, it is as important a two points there's been the entire season. Agreed. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, uh, the first period they were playing pretty well and just not scoring. So, um, yeah, to, to, to echo Rob, because I, I think that happened in the Dallas game too, where uh, were they up by two goals, and then they let let them score three in a row. I don't remember how it happened, but it just uh, all of a sudden the uh, um, floodgates opened, and uh, and in that game they you know they came back and you know they had a chance, but uh, um, uh, yeah, this one. I, definitely uh well earned i i would say and yeah get it somewhat lucky in the fact that they got scored on in overtime and get that overturned which was obviously legit and jim fox clearly misread the play because when they're replaying that i'm like no the guy in the middle is the one who's offside the, the yeah i don't know how he missed that or leave him alone but uh He's not, oh, I love Jim Fox. He's a gem. He's a treasure. But, yeah, anyways, yeah. It, I don't think, like, if they lost the game tonight, even outright, um, uh, it's uh, uh, skull crusher by any means. But to, yeah, to come back and uh, not only tie it, get a point out of it, but then get the extra point, definitely big, huge. Uh, keeps you up there in the standings because the team is behind you now. I have to – even though they're only up by a point or two with the other teams, they they got to uh, 
But I always look at it like as a Kings fan in years past, like when you're the team that's down there, you're like, oh, we're only three points back. I'm like, well, that means that the other team has to lose. So as long as the team above you is winning, uh, it's just making it harder and harder. So, yeah, from from that aspect, huge win. And then, uh, you know, I'll talk about the ramble about it later, but it's just awesome to seeing depth scoring. You, there are guys – Nobody is consistent the whole season, but there's always a guy that is on a roll. Um, and tonight, you know, Arkansas gets gets the hat trick, and he's been hot for the last four or five games. So, um, yeah, all, all that's huge. So um, keep on trucking. Darren, what would you think? Yeah, I thought it was um, much needed two points. I don't know if it was a much earned two points, but – I'm happy they got it either way. I think they, with that play in the second period, I mean, I would have been happy with one point, but I'm glad they got two. Um, I mean, Arvidsson had how many chances in that game, and I'm glad he got the hat trick. He could have scored five, I think, with the post he hit. But, yeah, I mean, we just got to keep we, – we keep getting into this this last couple games. We've been getting into this, like, get behind and – we don't we didn't have the fight so it was good to see them fight back so that was good on my or from my perspective i like that so but you know two points two points now we just gotta keep going like we like we're up or joe said we're we're ahead so we just got to keep playing our game if we i think if we go like six and four every 10 games we should be fine i think 600 the rest of the season gets us there so we just got to keep winning you know lemieux going out that's exactly where it, I was going. Okay, it it with him with him going out. I, I'm not. We still dominated a good portion of the game, and that's even with the line juggles. You know, I mean, when when Kaliev's line goes out there, they're with a different skater double shifting every single time. You know, and you want to talk about a line that has been our most consistent driver just because the same three guys going out there. And now all of a sudden we got a whole line. That's basically a different line. Every time they take the ice, it, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty, I think they did earn their two points. I mean, cause there was some adversity in that game to, to fall behind, to be without, you know, a consistent line once Lemieux went out and to, to battle back. I, th- I thought that was pretty damn awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at it from the perspective of Columbus is uh, are they barely above five hundred? Are they five hundred team? They were three games above going in. Okay, so but they're out of the playoff picture, pretty pretty bad in the East. But to me, it's like that's a team that we need to just not even let them in the game. You know what I mean? Like the way the first period went, and towards the like end of the third, where we were just dominating play we should play that way the whole 60 minutes and it's hard when, you know, there's a couple of minutes in the second period that breaks the game and we were trailing, you know what I mean? So I think it was a much needed two points, but we, if, if we have the aspirations that it seems like we're having of being a solid playoff team going rounds in the playoffs, we can't play this game. Like we got to step on their throats more. You've definitely set the bar higher. I'm just hoping to make it there still. <laughs> I mean, with where we're at right now, like 
I mean, you have to think that we're going to be at least a, you know, contender to go a couple rounds. So. All right. Well, that's ambitious. Yeah. I'm still waiting for them to fall on their face, (laughs) which could happen. But by the way, like tonight, like, you know, and that's uh, the Dallas game. uh, Same thing that just that whatever it was, five, ten minutes where you get scored on three times in a row. uh, You know, I I go to the bathroom and I come back. They're up by one goal. Come back. They're down by two. Or no, sorry. uh, It's now 2-1. And then they get scored on as I was texting you guys. I'm like, man, here we go again. And, but I, honestly, I was not optimistic that they would, they would win. They, they had chances. I mean, again, I saw half the game. So, but the third period towards the end, they're just looking sloppy, like just coming out of their own zone. They're, you know, uh, just the guys free to skate out of the zone. How many times does somebody flow a fuck or make a bad pass? And I'm like, oh gosh, uh, I, I, I didn't think that they would, um, make a comeback but hey you know uh leave it to a sniper dustin brown to uh pick <laughs> right. us up and carry us stop going us. to the bathroom joe in the middle of the game just letting you know hey you know nature calls <laughs> yeah what do we have like what six or seven prime scoring opportunities right right in the slot in that first period but well, well what do in. you expect it's that's we are We've been a team of non-finishers for a decade. There's I'm no one that finishes. And, I mean, they finish have... this year, though. They, they, they do finish this year. I mean, I don't know what, like, I know that they're, they're probably not up there, like, on, like, the goals for, but in terms of actually executing, like, scoring goals and clutch goals, they've definitely, I don't know, this is anecdotal. I have no statistical evidence to back it up, but I don't know. Um, if they, I don't know if they finish, but they definitely Swedish. Sure. Well, well, Joe, actually, and it's funny you you talk about you. You're not sure. I did see a stat very recently. We're we're almost last in expected goals not scored. You know, yeah. Where and which just means we don't finish. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, but we're creating enough chances. Yeah, well, it's, and that's that's well, that's the point. I'm not saying, yeah, we, we are chance-producing machines for sure. It's, it's just we just don't finish. We're like top five or something uh, shots on goal again, right, in, in the league, right? Yeah, I think we're third Three? or something like that. Yeah. yeah. See, to me, it's not so much the not finishing that I'm worried about. It's the sloppiness defensively that that is so anti what the Kings have been during this good run. It's like um, we've we've been so strong defensively the whole time. And then, you know, it's, we can't have these, if we're going to be a team that creates a lot of chances, but doesn't score them, then we can't be a team that has sloppy moments that are two or three goal sloppy moments. That's, that's where I'm coming from. And play sloppy when they're down three to one in the third period, which is what I saw. And it wasn't just in their own zone, neutral zone, not getting pucks deep. Um, that type of stuff. It's so frustrating to watch for, like, it's one thing if the, the other team uh, the team's defensively bearing down and, like, it's not giving you room. You have clear room to, to dump the puck in or or you have a clear outlet, you know, put it off the wall, and guys are just like, sitting there taking too much time. And then next thing you know, it's going to their team, and 
luckily uh, Columbus just didn't have like the killer instinct or the skill to put it away but they could have probably a few times where um, yeah but whatever all that said yeah I'm not going to shit on them they won they won the, the game and honestly I, I think like Garoff said I think they did earn it like uh, they kept playing they kept playing the game you know uh, Dustin Brown scores that goal by chance right that's luck it, you know you don't expect that to happen but that shit happens in a game and uh, who responded from that? The Kings did. Columbus didn't. Yeah. I think that's uh, Dustin Brown's motto this year is, if, you, if I continue to keep shooting wide, it'll eventually go in. <laughs> and it finally happened. <laughs> well, since we've said Dustin's name a few times. Dustin Brown. Um, we Here here on the bo- podcast, we, we've said quite a few times, Dustin Brown doesn't need to play 82 games. And I, I, I'm going to venture to say there aren't too many people out there that are bigger Dustin Brown fans than me. So when I say it, it, it breaks my heart to say things like that. But, you know, there, there is things that need to happen for the betterment of the team. And let's face it, when you're 37 years old, is that how old he is? 37? I think so. I think so. Um, and to play as tough a game as he does, things, things fall off. The play does get does fall off so but with him i I think i saw a tweet he has six points in the last 12 games where i follow has four points in the last 25 games or whatever the hell and everyone's screaming off with brown's head and not a single person out there saying why the hell is i follow not move down to the third line or, or whatever. So I know you said single person, but those must be all the people that don't watch this show because we've been talking about that. All right. Season. And, and the reason why I'm bringing this up right now too, is we did, we did some hardcore gosh, dang it. Adrian Kempe, you're so skilled. You're so good. Why do you suck so bad? And that turned I think we're personally responsible for Kempe's season. We just, turned his season around. We did. We did. And so I'm just trying to get some Iofalo fire under his ass going because, God dang it, when he was, he, you know, in the very beginning of the season when we had little glimmers of hope, he was he was scoring every three games. That's all I'm asking is every three games. I'm not asking every other game. And obviously you can't score every game. Every third yeah, game, I mean, he's chip, chip in a goal. He's noticeably fallen off for sure. Um, you know, I don't track people day to day or whatever. But I was thinking earlier today, I'm like, where did where uh, did Anze Kopitar go? And you know, I, you know, I pulled up his game log earlier, and he hasn't done much the last couple of games. But nobody did. But then I look, I'm like, damn, like three assists, you know, <laughs> goal, this. So he's still still producing, but that's what's great. That's that's what uh, actually like when you look at the team, why you think like oh, they are like a legitimate playoff team. Still might not make it. I don't agree with Darren's assessment that they if they do make the playoffs, be happy about that. Yeah, put it that way. But um, you don't have to depend on that guy to score goals. It's great. Trevor Moore goes on a run. Arvinson goes on a run. 
to know. I, I did look early. The only like research I did, just looking at both scored, and we got like I think five, I think five or six guys with double digit goals now. Um, Kaliev. Six yeah. now. You yeah. Now that Kaliev scored the two, we have six. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's way different than a lot of Kings teams, aside from the Stanley Cup winning teams, and that really only happened when they were in the late stretch of the season. And into the playoffs where they got uh, um, production out of every single line. And so that's what makes my heart warm about this team is that where you have, like, you don't see a line go on the ice like, oh, gosh, uh, just make sure the puck's in their end. And I mean, no more Andy Andreoffs and yeah, and just Jordan Nolan's. Yeah, but even Nolan had a good run where he was yeah. effective. But, but yeah, yeah. Point being, like, where you're not just like, you don't look at these guys like, I hope he does something good. Like, you know, like a lot of these guys can can do stuff and have done stuff. Um, so that's why I have optimism uh, that I did not have at the start of the season. So, Joe, Joe, you. It's so funny you talk about not knowing about Kopitar. You think he's just non-existent sometimes, and I think the whole NHL world goes through what what you're doing there too. But I want you guys to think about this. Every most most Kings fans are just loving Kempe, and he's our MVP this year. And Arvidsson should be right there as well, MVP. The whole second line, you know, with with their thirty point, like all three guys on the second line have over thirty points. But think about this, 35 points for for Arvidsson going into today's game, before today's game, 40% more points, and then he would equal Kopitar's 50 points. That Kopitar has over 50 points already. He just It's just the quietest almost point per game kind of thing that goes on, and it's we're just so blind no, 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 to the I, grind he does. I think you're misinterpreting. I expect that. I'm just saying right. that, like, over the last like week or two, it's not so much that he disappeared as you have other guys that are carrying the team. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh yes, exactly. So like that's where I'm like usually when Kopitar disappears, the team disappears, yeah. and I don't think that necessarily looking at the stats. Apparently, he has not disappeared. I'm just saying visually watching the games. Like he's not the factor, and then also I don't know what game it was a like, game or two. It might have, might have been Dallas where he just made some non Kopitar. <laughs> you expect he's a robot, you know. You expect him to to do stuff, but yeah, I mean, any player is going to have uh, you know uh, periods where they're not great. I guess what really stemmed my comment about saying that where, like where is he at? He made noticeably uncharacteristic uncharac- plays. Sorry, got a got a couple of drinks in me here. Um, over the last few games, where like, oh man, like you expect him just to, oh, he's going to get the puck deep, and then he, I think he turned it over in the Dallas game, and um, he had an ugly, ugly backhand pass through the through the middle today. Turnover. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what I was trying, I guess, maybe more trying to say is, um, maybe he is not playing that well. But it's overshadowed by the fact that there's people that can pick up the slack, which years past, 
not not like that. Again, the exception being like the uh, 2012 to 2014 right. Kings. It's funny you say that, Judge, just because the people I've been watching the game with lately, you just hear while the last – the whole season, actually, I've heard more, Kopi, damn it, Kopi. You know, you just don't – not used to hearing that a lot. You know, mistakes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think but he's, he's been a little – and it's not missing a scoring chance. It's or you know a bad pass. It's the the little things. Yeah, the puffed yeah. out of the zone. Right. Uh, Although he did miss the scoring chance today, he was fed a one timer across oh, in today's man. game, and Wide he was oh, I was like, let's talk about Lemieux's injury. How do you see that affecting the Kings moving forward, Darren? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to affect a little bit in the sense that we don't have quote-unquote tough guy anymore. He, prior to like the last couple of games, I think he was, his play had dipped a little bit, but I think the last couple of games he had been kind of bringing it back on. Um, of course, we had been losing, but that's not a good sign. But, you know, um, I think depending on how long he's out, it it could mean Grenstrom's going to get a lot more run. I don't know if they're going to put Athanasiu in that spot because he's not obviously a fighting type guy, but maybe he fits with Lazat in that speed. But um, I don't know if they'll make a move to like fill his spot. I, I think you either bring up someone from Ontario or you fill it with Grenstrom. Like I think that's the the answer in my mind. What do you think, Rob? Well, here's my hot take on it actually might be good for the Kings. So you think about with the the fall off of Ayafalo, the Dustin Brown just not being an everyday player, and now you take out Lemieux, some spots have now opened for some juggling. Right. For some juggling that, that I think we as fans have been screaming for for a while. Let's, why not now that it, there's an opportunity, let's move Kaliev up. Let's move Ayafalo down. Let's, you know, out of necessity, we have to start filling in some holes that are that are being made. So this almost solidified because that fourth line did not want to be touched because of the driving success they've had. And arguably the, the driver of that line is now not there. Well, let's 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 mix some things up while we can. If if he's gone for an extended period of time, you know. But I'm all for I'm all for a, a little bit of a, a juggle, you know, as long as we're keeping that second line together. Because right now that's that's our our driving line of of the offense, of the defense, of of the possession, all that stuff is running through our second line. Then let's let's mix some things up and see if we could catch some magic somewhere else. So, see, I, I'd even be fine if they they mess with that second line. If they wanted to make, you know, over the next like ten games, if they wanted to make a couple of changes where it's like more goes up, I follow goes to the second line. How dare you, Darren? Because we know that line works, and we could put it back together, and we know it works. You know what I mean? So yeah. why not why not try I follow in the more spot and more up? You know what I mean? Like just well, mix I can, it up. I can tell you why not, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying like. Try it for a period, even like, does it a game, two games? Does it work? Does it not? Okay, 
we can fall back to our, our old line combos. just like in, like you said try for Pierre like with him being out this game did you see Byfield and Kaliev on the on the same line a couple of times and I'm like Ooh, yeah. look at the kids together they even they even put Byfield up with Kopi a couple of times yeah, so. they they benched I don't know if you guys saw they benched, they benched Anderson Brown. Dolan oh and they benched Brown too yeah they benched Anderson that. Dolan uh, I think he got two shifts in the third and yeah. Byfield had basically a, all of his shifts that he would have normally had so Darren, is it too much to say that I'm damn mad that you're trying to break up the nice line? It's like I a hat trick of puns uh, there. Too yeah, much? I think it's it too much. I think too it's much. too much. I think those. I think those nicknames all suck. I think we need a better one. So yeah, I guess. I mean, all ton of Kings fans have been saying, "Let's get Cali of move him up in the lineup, uh, put him on the power play." He's already been up in the power play a little bit, but now. I guess King's management has, you know, they've been saying we want to keep Caleb down there because he's, you know, got great chemistry with Lemieux and Lazat. They don't have that excuse anymore. So, yeah, if they rolled with something like I follow Byfield Caleb and then on the fourth line had Lazat Brown and then rotate either Grunstrom or Double A in there. I don't know. I mean, you could even rotate. You could even rotate all three of those guys. Just uh, Grunstrom, Athanasio, and Brown. Just you know. One plays one game, he sits the next game, so on and so forth. Just they all play two thirds of the games remaining. Because right. everybody, close your eyes, fast forward five seasons. Chromiak on the left wing, Kaliev on the right wing, power play one. Okay, back to our regular show. Can you imagine having Kaliev and Furk on the same power play on both sides? Hey, oh, no, no comments, Darren. I'm talking to these other guys hey. right now. <laughs> Speaking of which, they had the the State of the Union for the Kings yes. thing, and did you see that they flat out they flat out said Ferk will not be with the Kings unless there's unless an injury. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. That tells me that the Kings aren't completely serious about winning this year. <laughs> That's what that tells me. <laughs> and Ferk is just he scored the overtime winner the uh, night before. Again, he's just he's just. And you all saw when we went to the game. He's he just he looks like an NHL player playing in the AHL. He's Ferkin he really doing does. what he needs to Ferkin do. He's doing it. Yep. Um, sticking with Lemieux really quick, with him being gone. Let, let's say that we hear back in a day or two that he's done for the season, or at least until playoffs. Do you see that affecting the Kings at the trade deadline? Would they? possibly be looking for some kind of a somebody to play the physical game or something like that to bring on, onto the team joe what do you think uh, yeah i mean I, I mean obviously like he's the only player on the team that's going to you know drop the mitts unless it's you know uh some heated moment or whatever but you don't think yeah, you don't I, think sean jersey could do that i saw him chirping out there all game no, I'm just saying, but at least Lemieux is going to go out there. He doesn't give a f- like he's going to, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll drop them. You know, that's part of his game. Uh, there are guys in our team that have dropped them and, 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 you know, may drop them if they have to. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know. Like, it, it, I don't know, like, who's out there. But, like, yeah, if you can get, like, a, a defenseman. 
because I think at this point that if you can get a, a if you can get like a physical defenseman that's got that as part of their, their arsenal or some other player, I don't know who's out there that would fill that. But uh, are you going to go out and just look for that just specifically? Uh, I, I I don't think I would because while the 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 team the players clearly like him and uh, appreciate what he brings. Um, and I, I think what he brings um, helps the team, helps the, the, the players. Um, uh, there's just not that many of those players these days, at least players that can play the game that you can put out on a regular shift and, uh, you know, uh, do that effectively. I think somebody mentioned Cal Flutterbuck. I think maybe that was one of you guys. I wasn't on here, so I was talking about him. I don't even know where he plays anymore. Just another guy that that's that's uh, that's an effective player that that you know is not going to uh, watch his player get steamrolled. I mean, we you know I love Kopitar, I love Brown, but you know Brown's physical. He's never been a guy that fights. You know, uh, do we really need that? I don't know. I don't know. Does the, does the does the management think we need that? I don't know either. But like Rob said, it's opportunity for somebody else. Um, I, I yeah, I wouldn't go actively. I mean, I, if it, if there's somebody out there that you can get, you can get for a reasonable price. Sure. Two, two words, Tom Wilson. <laughs> okay, yeah, like if that's like a player that's available. Honestly, I yeah. I know that guy's a dirt bag, but. What? He's not available, but, no, okay, but yeah. one, one could wish. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I hate Ryan Reeves, but if he was available, I would pick him up just because. <laughs> yeah. it's a, like, like Dean Lombardi used to say, battleship, you know? Joe, I do have to say, you said, uh, you know, that all the Kings players love Lemieux. Brady Kachuk disagrees with you. I'm just saying that right now. But uh, I think you're right. I think they do like him. I'll take Jonathan Quick's word over his. <laughs> yeah, and do we need do we need somebody that drops the mitts, or can we have somebody that drops a glove and a blocker? Because Quick's our man right there; he'll fight anybody. Well, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, you know, he's 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 uh, limited to the blue paint there, so you know. Yeah, and uh, and every other game as well. <laughs> That's true too. Robert Aaron, so. any thoughts? Well, Darren, any thoughts on a? Uh... Yeah, I, I don't think we necessarily need to like fill his spot. I think we can do it with the guys we have. And, and and like Rob said, this is a great opportunity to, to see what we have in a couple of the younger guys, possibly if we don't go the, you know, Athanasiu, Grenstrom, Brown route on that lower line like we were just talking about. So, oh, not to cut you off, Darren, but I wanted to bring this up earlier because uh, Rodney said, oh, Ferk's uh, not coming up unless there's an injury. There's an injury. Yep. And, <laughs> and, here, and here – just saying. Start it in the comments now. If anyone's listening, I don't even know. If, do we have listeners anymore? Do we have a couple? Start it in the comments like now. Uh, let's hear. Let's hear it for Team Velarde. Let's hear it for Team Ferk. Let's hear it for for Team Fagimo. Team Turcot. Whoever your favorite player is. I mean, you know, there's people are so passionate about our our Ontario Reign. There's so many guys we could bring up in this spot 100 percent. i i wouldn't mind seeing velarde get another shot at this 
seeing him coming up. He's, been, I, he's I would, doing well. There. But, I would hate to bring him up to put him in that spot. I think I don't oh, think that you, would be right. But I don't think that would be fair to. But, him, I, but I don't. I don't right. think there's anybody we can bring up in that spot. So let's just, you know, who's going to help us? Yeah, I think. I think. Um, Hey, Millardi uh, uh, can, but I would like to see Ferk myself. Doty scored his uh, first goal of the season. We can sign him to an NHL contract for a day and see how that goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Aiden Dudas, and we'll just run the small line. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to replace him externally. I, I think if we're going to replace anything externally, it's for a top-line scorer or a potential right. top-pair oh, defenseman. You know, I'm sorry to even forget about it, because, but, Leas Anderson has a little, a little mm-hmm. grit, and he went down, scored two goals in his first game. He scored again tonight. I know he has at least one tonight too. He scored a Le- pretty goal. Leas Anderson is is another guy that, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. they might they might bring him right back up. Yeah, I mean he is technically only in a conditioning stint, so I mean he's probably the easiest one they could call up. So. And and I'm sure there's a couple of people that I'll put in the comments. How can you forget about Grundstrom? He's already up. You don't even need to bring anybody up. Yeah, but I think he should be on the roster even with Lemieux there. Like, I don't think he's a replacement. I think he should be there. So I'm part of Team Grundstrom. Right. And yeah, I would like to see Grundstrom in for Brown and give Brown a day off or two, you know, and and yeah, still bring and someone I, else up. Yeah. I, I'm just not a fan of Tennessee. Like, I liked him, but um, like I said in the last podcast, it's totally to me. Like you guys do not feel this way that it looks like Adrian Kepe, but older and not going to progress any more than just these spurts here and there. I, I don't know. So it's not that you're just not a fan. Of the, think, you're not a fan of the Greeks. I don't, I don't think he's going to be resigned. So mm-hmm. from that front, um. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he even gets moved if they don't if they're not going to resign him if someone would offer us yeah that would be uh, well that's I'm thinking that's more reason they they need to play him a lot these next couple of weeks to try to use him as some some kind of trade bait they're not going to get shit for him anyway either way like you know yeah, we might get a fourth we might get a fourth rounder for him yeah. a conditional no but even if it's a part of a package round. deal though you know no I, yeah that that's where it would make sense is it just you're literally like freeing up the the roster spot um and yeah in creating movement in the depth chart by doing that. Cause that, I guess that's my point with him. I don't, I'm not like a hater with him. Like if we didn't have all these other players, yeah, I think he's got, still got potential, but he's better than Austin Wagner. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if, if, yeah. if AA is a <laughs> setting the bar low. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if AA is that's a poor what man's Kempe, Austin Wagner is a poor man's. Yeah, he, that's what he was brought in to fill that spot, you know. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to beat the shit out of him because, like, I, I do actually do like the way he plays. But the reason I bring up the Kempe comparison because they just they kind of have that speed, both lefties, uh, kind of shifty, and you know he's they both have done that same move too, where they go on the the right side and. Then he, Tuck the the puck under the defensive stick, and then they've been able to roof it. Um, a little off wing shimmy. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? So that too. Uh, Speaking of guys that you've been beating up, name. <laughs> they, they must have watched him tape from Darren in the beer leagues. That's how they learned that move. <laughs> right. Yeah, I scored um, like seven in my last three games. So. <laughs> there you go, Rodney. 
I want I I I want to take a few moments for everyone besides me because I've already given the love. I want some Olimata love. I I want you guys to all say sorry and say Olimata, you're pretty good. I won't say sorry because I never said he was really bad. I just said he wasn't the best. Okay. But Joe uh, probably should throw a sorry out there. He. <laughs> All right. Wait, so wait, wait, what, what was your description of him last time we talked? A, a shit, shit show. show. Dumpster fire. I don't know what I said, but. He's been well, playing good. He did, honestly, he did that tonight. Like He was in the corner in the third period, I think it was. And he like went one way and like coughed up the puck. And to his credit, got it back. But then he went the other way and then coughed it up and then threw it up the middle, I think, from my memory. I don't, I'm not a hater. He's the weakest link. And by my opinion, a fair margin. That's all, that's all I'll say. Maybe I was a little bit uh, more uh, dramatic of you know calling him a, a shit show. I'm not a hater. I respect your opinion, Joe. Yeah, no, I'm not. Like, the thing is, I'm not hyper focused on those guys. By the way, I would say like tonight, like uh, Sean Dersey, I don't think had a good game. Uh, like he kind of was doing that same stuff where the hesitating and then, uh, but most of the team was in the third period. And it was a dumpster fire for all of them in, the, in their own zone, like particularly towards the latter half of the third period. Um, like the, the, one, one good thing would happen, all of a sudden a uh, player would be like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, just turn it over or take some garbage pass. And like, I thought tonight, I felt like I'm like, all right, uh, he's trying to emulate like Drew Doughty, like too much kind of thing. Like, just the skating, like where he's like over here, and I can just turn and do this, and he turns and does that. Like, can you stand up and show us what you're talking about? What's that? Can you stand up and show us what you're talking about? <laughs> no, not at all. Sorry, am I doing the hand movements and all that? Um, but no, it's just uh, a lot of like where he's like, all right, I know how to do this, and then he turns and like fires the puck and like or, or loses control of it, and yeah, they're they're back trying to to recover and you know get the thing out of their zone anyway that's just an observation i had i i don't know i only saw half so i'm not gonna shit on him he he i don't think he had a great game today uh like you were talking about some of that stuff in the like defensive zone i think he was part of their issues but i think over the last like 10 games or so he has been better than he has been but i mean i would like to when edler comes back i'd like to see edler with jersey and Bjornfoot with Roy because I think statistically and in a lot of areas I, I've been frustrated with Bjornfoot because of like he he cannot finish and I'd love to see what could happen if they actually unleashed him and, and like he didn't have that like oh I need to be the defensive defenseman with Dursey so that would be fun but can I just say this uh, <laughs> Arvis is having a hat trick tonight he's had I don't know like I don't know, five, six, seven goals or the last handful of games. Um, started off slow. Danelle has been consistent the whole season. Other was, in my opinion, steady at the beginning of the season until he got hurt. Or, you know, as good as what you would expect, what you paid for. In my opinion, Danelle and Arvidsson are, are um, earning their, their paychecks, if not maybe a little bit more. Bottom line is, those all three of those were great signings. Like you have to honestly give Rob Lake credit. Like one that he got them to come here, 
um, sign here. And, you know, maybe it's not, he doesn't deserve credit for that. Maybe he just, you know, gave them the money they wanted, whatever. They're so, here. They're here and they're producing. And that has never happened with the Kings teams where they get free agents that are effective. Um, and the only one out of them that's consistent is Dano because uh, what's his name has been hurt. Um, and then uh, Arvidsson, he's definitely streaky, as is most of the, the uh, forwards on the, the Kings team. But I was going to say, like, and they, I was going to save that thought for this. And then uh, uh, somebody started, I think it was Armstrong, started <laughs> on the uh, post-game thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's it's, it. You have to give them credit. Uh, yeah. So, Joe, are you saying that you will apologize to Mata for Rob? If Rob apologizes to Blake for you, sure. I don't like a happy world. <laughs> I don't hate Mata. I don't have a problem yeah. with him. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, though, the, like, just look at Dano and Arvidsson. Like, those two signings are like huge. I, I think those two players are catalyst to the rest of the younger players coming into their own. I think we all agree with you. We, we were just staying silent. We just wanted to hear you ramble on a little more. It was really funny yeah. to listen to. And, and Rodney? <laughs> but yes. Rodney? Uh, right, me so hating Rob Blake. I'm going to put it on mute. Has nothing to do with his GM. Yeah, stuff, right? me hating Rob Blake, the ex-King player, has nothing to do with Rob Blake, the GM of the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, he's actually been doing pretty good lately. Yep. Still needs to comb his hair, but it's yeah. cool. Anderson and Dowdy, they—they've been the last three games, especially they've been our. Anderson has been our worst defenseman, and you don't uh, like that beautiful pass he had to the other team the other day. I think he's had three Perfect. of them, four of them, this the last couple of games. I think I think it's a little more than just that. I think uh, I think the defense usually. I think we've been so good because we've been noticing how good the defense have been playing. I think all three pairings over this last five games or so have, have kind of taken a step back a little. I think that's why we're starting to see these these breakdowns of goals being scored in spurts and stuff like that. I, the, I don't think our all six of our defensemen, I can't say, have been super awesome great. I don't think I've noticed – I don't think I've noticed Roy like being super negative. I don't think he's yet he his first right. goal. I, I think he's been like our best. He's most been our consistent. best. Yeah, sure. But but the thing is with Roy, it's like his variance is here, whereas like all of our other defensemen, yeah. they could either be way over here or way over here, and and they've been all over here, which is negative. You know what I mean? So, are we ready to talk about goaltending yet? I think we're Let's there. Because I tell you what. Peterson hit the save percentage. I, I, I'm, I'm a save percentage person when it comes to talking about goaltenders. And his sub 900 save percentage, I mean, it just leaps out at me. And just, I thought he'd be better this year. I really did. I, you know, and there's been times when we talked about we have a true 1A, 1B, but I think it's right back to, again, to where I kind of want quick playing more games. I, I I disagree to some extent. I, I think 
because we are still winning enough games with both of them to keep quick fresh for the playoffs, which we should be in, then we should keep rotating them. Right. But if, if it comes, if, if, if our if situation Cal, changes, if Cal's playing every other game and he's losing every other game that he's playing, we run the risk of maybe not making the playoffs. So who gives a shit if quick is healthy? Uh, but I'm saying if our situation doesn't change where we're right. still winning, regardless of, who's in that we have a similar like win percentage then to me it's like why why not keep quick because we're gonna win if dowdy plays well kopitar plays well and quick plays well those are the the three reasons why we're gonna win if we get to the playoffs and quick's only gonna play well if he's fresh enough in my mind so and in if, your mind we're gonna we're gonna make it to the to the conference finals and i love it i love your shot. optimism we have a good shot we match up well against a lot of the Pacific teams, and yeah, there we go. It's tough because I kind of want to play quick a little more to get us to the playoffs, but I also want to see if Peterson is worth the contract we signed him to. Like, is he not? Or is he not our goaltender of the future? Do we need to draft? And more see, goalies th- now? and this but, is what I wanted to talk about. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Is you know what, what's going on? This is this is a guy that that's supposed to be it for us. Because as much as I I think goaltending in in the minors for us isn't terrible by any means, but you, you do need a I think every team needs an absolute stud in net to go far in playoffs and I don't know, Cal's Cal hasn't been all that great. He hasn't been terrible, but unless he's one of those goalies that is amazing in the playoffs and not so much the regular season, but we won't know that till we make it to the playoffs. So there's the call out. <laughs> Just called out Cal, called out I follow. If they don't score and shut up, and Cal doesn't throw a shutout. Yeah, I would continue just playing um, both of them uh, for both reasons. One to see. Uh, what Peterson is, you know, let him, let him, uh, um, you know, uh, swim or sink by his own uh, devices and same time you save, uh, quick. If he just completely shits the bed for two or three games in a row, then yeah, then you, then you, uh, you know, maybe take a different game plan, but I'm not worried about like, I mean, I am worried about like playing quick too much, but, uh, at the same time, I'm not worried about uh, – I'm not focused on the Kings winning the Stanley Cup this year, so I guess maybe I have a different mindset where if they make it, I'm still happy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't paid attention to the goaltending, honestly, enough this season. I know Quick had a stretch where he's good, but he's also been Quick-esque, uh, you know, uh, where he's had moments where uh, uh, he's given up garbage goals and stuff too, so – yeah, I mean, um, I guess I haven't been hyper focused on Cal Peterson's play to to be critical enough of him. Yeah, to me, I think that like Boston game, I think him starting off with not making that first save, it was one of those like they throw their head in the air and then Anderson turns over a goal and then they get a high stick goal and it's like we're down three nothing on a bunch of garbage goals that shouldn't have happened. And by the way, that was back. a high stick. It looked like a high stick. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah. There's I, been I some didn't fucked think so. up shit like this, like over the last few games, and like tonight particularly, like 
I'm not like a guy to call it the refs and like be like, oh, the refs are the reason the Kings are losing. But there was a, 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 a play like in the third period where somebody got pulled down where it was clear as day. Like more Trevor Moore. Moore got grabbed. Yeah, I think that's it. Was it in like the defensive zone, like in the spot area or something? Grabbed his arm, pulled him down. Yeah, but I'm like, what the hell? And there was a, one from the other night against Dallas where the same shit that were, I think they scored their fourth goal, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever, they scored one of the goals in the power play when that little flurry uh, that the Kings player immediately gets this same thing happens to him. Nothing's called. Again, I don't, I don't even yell at the TV for that stuff. But I'm used to it being a Kings fan for so many years. Yeah, and and I like the fact that when I'm looking at Twitter and stuff like that, not a lot of Kings fans complain too much about the refs. Unlike Oiler fans and Vancouver, and Vancouver, and it's just nuts how bad they complain about the refing. But yeah, refs, refs haven't been kind to us forever. We're kind of just numb to it, right? Hey, one more thing. We haven't talked about Jad, Jared Anderson Dolan being called up and being thrown on the first line today. What did you guys think about his performance, Rob? He played today? Okay, we got On that. the first line? No, he, he I mean, it seemed like the he was running on on adrenaline in the first in the first period first I saw period, yeah. saw some real good jump in his step and all that stuff, but then he did disappear the last two the last two. I honestly, it was like, where would he go? Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, he was flying out there in the first. And and he, you know, and he deserved he deserved getting called up. You know, he's one of like we had said earlier. You know, all these guys that are down down in the minors doing so well. He's one of the ones that are. He's tied with Ferk for power play goals. You know, they both have like eleven on the season already. Right. He's definitely has has the skill set and, but his performance today he he came out like gangbusters and and then just ran out of gas. I remember, oh. kind of. I was just gonna say, he Jared Anderson Dolan, he, he he deferred a couple times. Yes. Where I was like, all right, you're, Steven, you're getting your, you're getting your chance. This? Shoot the puck. Exactly. I had those exact same thoughts. So I I thought he, he like Rob said I think he played well in the first. I think he kind of disappeared in the second, and then he was strangely benched in the third. I don't know why, um, but to me. I think he's a guy the Kings really need to see what they have in him because he's not waiver exempt next season. And I think that's the reason why he was the first call up on this road trip. And he might get more games than we expect, especially with Lemieux out. Uh, Do I want him on the first line? Probably not. Um, I think he fits better as a, he's going to be a second, third line, fourth line guy, you know, bottom nine kind of guy at a ceiling. Um, So I'd love to see Kaliev with Kopitar and Kempe and, move Jod down there with those guys, but Jad. 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 But, you know, I, I think um I think if we see more of what he did in the first and like you guys were just saying, like less deferring. I think he had that two on one where he tried to make a pass or it was a three on two and he tried to make a pass to Kempe and the back checker got there right as he made the pass and it was like just you had a wide open lane, just shoot the puck. At, at worst shoot it low and create some chaos, get a, get a rebound. You know what I mean? So, but that play in particular, I was like, what in the, a lot of the Kings players been doing that. A lot of NHL players do that where, uh, 
it just frustrates the hell out of me. Like even like when Jersey like had the two on one and he like held on, and it's like he doesn't have the skill to like try and sauce it over the guys. Then then make the decision to throw the puck at the net beforehand. You know, get a better opportunity. But with the JAD guy, whatever his name is, I don't know him at all. Like so. Anyway, uh, that particular play, like he's, I was going to text you guys because he's in between both circles, like, like uh, on the left side, right? He's on the left side. Uh, has that's a as good as a scoring chance you're going to get in an NHL game, right? Why are you trying to f- pass it to to? I know that Kepi scores goals and stuff, and you're like, cool, if, you know, you want to do the simple thing. But that's your that's your opportunity right there. You know, when you're a young player, that's your opportunity. Because what's the worst that can happen right there? You miss the net and it goes around and goes the other way. Yeah, and that's bad. But you gotta it, that it's easy to not do that. You throw the puck at the net, try to give yourself a chance to score a goal or get a rebound or just not make something bad happen. And he did. Instead of that, he complicated things by trying to pass it. And you just need to take a page out of Dustin Brown's book. Just shoot it, you know. Yeah, well, every player has to do that at some point, right? You just go, you just go, keep keep it simple. Just do do something like, yeah, that that was the the only play that I really noticed from him, and it was like like not necessarily bad, but it, yeah, frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. But you understand why that happens. I mean, if I was in his shoes, uh, uh, I would uh, probably have shot the puck uh, at the referee or something. You know what he could have done to make a bigger impact is uh, liked and subscribed to our channel. But I don't know if he's going to do that or not. I hope he does. I hope so, too. Says some good stuff about him. Right. Let's talk about the next two weeks. We got Buffalo, Boston. We come home for a home-and-home against San Jose. And then Florida and Colorado and San Jose again at home. Obviously, the three San Jose games are ones that we circled that hey here's a lesser team try and get some points from them but it is san jose and for some reason they just give us fits always has probably always will um i think two points is mandatory against buffalo you know but you saw what boston did to us already last week florida and colorado are the two best teams in the nhl this is going to be a little it's going to be a little tricky stretch these next two weeks, these next seven games, is it seven games? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven games. Three against San Jose, tricky points to get. Florida, Colorado, tricky points to get. You know, Boston. So that's why it even more so, our next game against Buffalo uh, on Sunday, it, I hate to say things are, are mandatory, but those are absolutely mandatory two points right there. Necessary. It's gonna yeah. be a really good test for the kids. As you were as you were listing them out, I, I kind of like did we should win, we should get some points here. It, it was like, of course, if we did. get seven or eight points out of that stretch, I think we should be not happy but fine. 
And if we get any less, I think we should be a little frustrated, especially because we have so many games against San Jose and Buffalo. So, by the way, I don't think any of the next six games are must wins because uh, they, there's like 30 games left in the season. So that's why, like, I like you know, Darren is confident uh, about this. Them, you know, I'm not confident about anything. They could lose the next 30 games easily. So you're and, you, and, and they could win them all. I don't know. Like I don't know, but I don't think any of them are a must win. That they're 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 in the catbird seat right now. That's the spot you want to be in. See, so to me, it's just, it's just try to keep winning. I understand what you're saying. You keep your head yeah. above water. Yeah, right? we're we're 25. I think it's 25 or 26 games after tonight, and it's like if we. I think our number to reach that expects to make the playoffs is 95 points. So we need like 14, 15 wins out of the next 25 games and we should be in the playoffs. And I think that's doable. And I don't see why the Kings shouldn't be pushing for that. And the reason why is because Kopitar, Dowdy and quick are getting older. And, you know, you just talked about how we don't know what we have in Peterson. What happens if the next group comes up and, we don't have a good chance to win a cup. Like you can't waste these opportunities. So that's why I think that's why I think they should go for someone like Forsberg. If he's, he's actually available, like they should make a push for a number one guy and they should make a push for the playoffs because these opportunities aren't guaranteed. And when you have hey, them, <laughs> what? So you're what? saying they should go all in like uh, my Rams did. Not necessarily all in. They don't have to, you know, sell every prospect, get rid of every next first round draft pick. But if they sold two prospects and one pick, I don't think that's going to damage our system so much for the chance to right. work up. And it might not, but I, the all in just the urgency to go all the way. I, I, I'm a little with Joe on this. I'm, if we make the playoffs awesome, you know, yeah, that's how I came I'm, into the season. Like but I said, we're, I, I, where we're at right now, I think I've said it should, a few times. We just, should make that push. It'll be great. It'll be great experience for the young guys, no matter what happens in the playoffs. But we we have to make playoffs though. Yeah. I just think it'd be better. Like the the worst thing is you go get a big player like that and they fall flat on their face. Then what? Yeah. Then it's like you had no faith in these guys to get you there. I guess that's my point. Just let them do what they do. They, they've got there themselves this far. As long as there's, you know, it, you know, if, if somebody key got hurt, cool, makes some sort of move to lift the spirits of the rest of the guys. They, they've, they've got players that can score goals right now, win games defensively, goaltending, and offensively. Let just let them let them do that, and then. Uh, by the way, like if you're so confident that you're going to make the playoffs, then let's, let's roll with them. We don't need Peter Forsberg's kid, whatever his <laughs> name is. <laughs> I watched a video with Peter Forsberg yesterday, so that's why I said that. All right, Kings fans, that is our show for today. Until next time, go Kings, go! Go Kings! Yeah. Go Kings. Yeah.